Thank you for listening to the Arts District Podcast. I'm your host, Sterling Shea. Our guest today is my dear friend, Anika Garcia de Graff. Anika just wrapped up a contract with Disney Cruise Lines, so I brought her on to give us the scoop about the audition, the callback, rigorous training, and what it is like to live on a boat. All right, here's Anika. Okay, Anika, welcome back to uh, Dry Land. (laughs) Yes. So can you tell me, um, I don't really remember what the calendar was like for you between like showcase and auditioning. So can you just take me through like undergrad, grad school, audition time, and then sea life? Yes. Okay. Undergrad. I, um... Went to Western Michigan University um, for musical theater performance, the BFA. I did not start off that way, but I ended up that way. It took five years. So kids, if I can go to school, you can go to school. I think I'm one of the worst students ever. Um, And I wasn't like a bad kid. I just was bad. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. I was just not good at school. Like my best was like a C. You know what I mean? Like me trying yeah. really hard, but, um, but honestly, I think being in a lot of extracurricular and like working really hard got me to undergrad and then finally getting my teeth into something I really loved doing. Um, surrounded by a bunch of people that became chosen family and still friends to this day. Let me finish. Um, Right. Undergrad. And that was a really hard journey. Um, just like my environment wasn't the best. And like with the mm-hmm. passing of my brother, it's just very hard. And I think you hear like a lot of stories like that, honestly. Um, and yeah, it, I think it's, I learned a lot of lessons along that way. Um, but I had still more to learn. Um, and still do. I, Ended up going to graduate school at University of California, Irvine. Zot, zot, zoot, zoot. And I I was not going to go to grad school yeah. because, again, I wasn't really good at school. Like, I wasn't good at school. And <laughs> like, I can't express that enough. Like, if I can do it, everyone, you can do it. Um, and... I had a professor, Ben Riegel, who works at Utah Shakespeare Festival a lot. He was my Shakespeare teacher at the time. He had like meetings after school, just about grad school. And I just remember it was like, if you're ever, if you're just interested, just sit in, sit in on a meeting. And I remember telling Ben, I was like, um, I don't know, like I'm a musical theater girl. I'm a singer. I don't know. And he's like, just sit in on the meetings. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. No one's going to make you do it. But I think it's worth, you know, talking about it. And I was always the musical theater girl that was kind of like into plays, like into plays and scripts and movies and things like that. And so my teachers would be like, why not? Like, why not go to grad school? Why not learn things that you didn't study or that that wasn't your focus, right? Like not the like, hi, my name's 
this. I'm going to sing somewhat over the rainbow. And you're like, that's great. And I'm, and I'm not docking that. I love that. That's like my bread and butter. I'll sing along to any musical ever. <laughs> um, but I just, I just wanted to know more. I think that was the thing. And I think when I was in school, there very much was like, how can I? So yeah, there say- was like a product. Yeah. So I heard this interview with Darren Chris and he said the interviewer said something to him about like, oh, as a triple threat. And he goes, you know, that's so funny that you say that because I went to a school where there was the musical theater kids and they're five, six, seven, eight. And they're beautiful and they're fit and they sing and they dance and they act. And then there's the theater kids, which are like smoking cigarettes and reading Chekhov and like. And he was like, and that was me. And I was not the other, yes. the other type. I was like in the middle. I was yes. always like down, down to do the routine, but I would pull focus and it would be completely unintentional, but I would fall. And instead of like going off the stage crying, I would like make it, make it a bit like I'd make it a bit. And they'd be like, Anika, like you can't, you can't do that. This is this is dance class. That's your grade. And I was like, but, but, I but you liked it. it. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It, I just felt my thing was, I guess what I'm trying to get at is if you looked pretty danced, pretty sound sounded beautiful, then why do you need to go into plays? Why do I need to know Shakespeare? Because I'm really good at this. And I get that. Like when we're like punks, like that makes sense. And also those people are like doing so well, you know what I mean? That's their bread and butter. They struck while the pan was hot and like go them. And what's to say they're not getting for their education from classes in New York and LA and kind of filling in those things that they need now. I don't know. But at the time, I think I knew then that I really wanted to like, what is Chekhov? Why am I crying listening to this Shakespeare monologue? Why do, why am I so moved by this? Mm-hmm. And, and I felt like I didn't really fit in either world. Like I wasn't like in my brain, this beautiful ideal of musical theater. And then I wasn't this really smart, like witty, savvy Shakespeare girl. So I was just kind of like floating around. And so I just knew I needed, I just wanted more and needed more. Yeah. Which also, and I, kind of just recently came to this realization is like, I'm kind of hard on myself because I was in the same boat. Like I did not take college as seriously as I should have. I was a C student. Um, but I was kind of like, wait, I was 19. Like, can we be a little more generous? And cause I just did the winter's tale out here in Dallas and I had done that play in the same role in college and I had a completely different understanding of the play five years later and I was yeah. like okay yeah because maybe you didn't know everything yes when you're 22 no and that's okay and yes everyone was doing like waiting for Godot and like yes this heavy stuff and they're like I get it and it you don't. We didn't. No, I still don't. So how do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, but also, I think it's just good. It's good. It's like the more and more exposure you get, the more and more it sifts through. Like the more and more you're gonna really listen to it. Like I think even graduating now, I'm like, oh, I get it now. 
I get it now. And in five more years, you'll be like, I didn't know anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's an idiot. But <laughs> yeah, no, it was ah, like, I knew I wanted more school. I, I think one of the things I do really love about myself is I, I am afraid of everything, but I'm not so afraid that I won't do it. Mm. Like I'm getting in line for the roller coaster and I probably will get in the, like on the ride. Like I just will, even though I'm terrified the whole time. And so I just decided to go to grad school and I did my homework and I, we would, we would have all these like sessions, me and all these, all of my like friends would stay up and they would leave the library open, the like theater library open for us to just research schools Mm -hmm. and professors would stay behind. And it was, it was really well supported. And I really didn't think I had a shot. My GPA was bad. Um, (laughs) It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. And it took me five years and I was really new. I was really new to the Shakespeare stuff. I was really new to what is acting. Am I good at it? I know I feel a lot of things, (laughs) but like, yeah. Yeah. I feel that I keep, I want to say once or twice a year, I get the inclination to maybe start looking at grad school and it's, scary. And I went and got my, I was sure that I graduated with like a 2.5. Cause I was like, I didn't, I, I sucked. I don't know what to tell you. Like I, I don't, uh, white walls and classrooms. I can't do it. Oh. And I got my transcript back and it was like 3.0 exactly. And I almost cried. I was like, Phil Thompson said in my callback at Erda's, he was like, I circled your GPA and I wouldn't have looked up if you didn't trip. Like I tripped and went loud in front of everyone and like laughed. And then everyone looked like people looked up and he looked up and I'm sure I'm, I'm assuming called in a favor. My, you know, Joan Harrington, thank you. Um, But like looked up and watched me. But I just think, I really do thank God because I used to hate that I'm so like, like things happen at the wrong time every time, but maybe it's the right time because it's like I fall and I get into the musical theater program for the dance call because they can't stop laughing. And then I fall and get into grad school. So the thing is, I just have to keep falling and then I booked it, you know? Yeah. So now that you've had time to reflect on your grad school experience, do you feel like that was the right move for you? Or did you feel like you got what you needed from that program? Ooh, that's loaded, isn't that? (laughs) Isn't it? (laughs) It honestly, I'm... And it doesn't have to be specific to that program, but just grad school in general. Do you think it was the right the right move? I do. Okay. The simple answer is yes. Yes. Okay. The, the more (laughs) complex answer is it still feels like I just graduated. Mm. Yeah. And it it, it feels like I have all these like bits now that make a lot of sense. I just now have, I've lost how to articulate them. And also my grad experience is a little unique. We had a lot of drama. So I feel honestly like I, I realistically got one and a half years 
in three because my brain was being occupied in a very different sense to where I couldn't really receive as much as we needed to essentially. Right. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know that that's unique because I think one from every class would say the same thing. Right. It's yeah. A lot of drama. Well, and I was, I was talking to Erin about it. I was like, you guys would go into a room at 8 a.m. and cry in front of each other and then like move on. And there's, you know, sometimes there's no time to decompress. And like, of course, you're going to snap and scream at each other. And yeah, not your, only- like literally, I mean, you said chosen family. That is your family for three years. Literally, it's like, you know, cry and then get critiqued and then teach, teach then eat lunch and have someone like look at you the wrong way. You know, it's (laughs) you're like, you love them so much. And I think that's why we get so snappy because if you didn't care, you wouldn't care. Yeah. It would annoy you a little bit, but yeah, no, I, I truly love grad school. I already miss it. I already miss, like, I just wish I could tell myself, like, you're going to really miss doing auditions and you're going to really miss like, performing and doing the thing and learning the monologue and like yeah. nerding out, you're going to miss it because you're surrounded by these people that already have this sort of training and vocabulary or passion. And you're not always going to be surrounded by that. So cherish that, cherish the yeah. nerddom, like just live in it and do the monologue, like perform for your classmates. <laughs> if I could tell myself that be brave and perform. Yeah. Yeah. So you finished grad school. Yes. You got to have a showcase. Correct. Eventually, which is what we'll get into, is you got a cruise line contract. Mm -hmm. Did you get that audition through showcase or was that something you found yourself? That was before showcase. So I found that myself. Okay. Now I do. I'm starting to remember. Yeah. What is it? April, May was showcase, right? Or no, April, March, right? April, Mm -hmm. LA, March, New York. I think I had this um, cruise line audition at the beginning of April. I got excused from classes, which I'm very thankful for. I'm very thankful for that. Um, Did the audition. Did not think I was going to get it. It was a whim. Where, Where was it? This was in Burbank. Okay, great. So you didn't have to go too far. No, but my car was living on a prayer and she was rocking, (laughs) rocking and rolling. I was like, please get me there and back. I got there so early because I was so nervous. Um, Walked in. Yeah, but you know, what is the LA experience if you're not driving to an audition in a hot, broken down, no AC car? Truly, it's, (laughs) you're not. You're, you're not an actor. That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> you're not a musician, <laughs> actor, writer. <and> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like full beat in the heat in a car that's like, you're like, oh, please. Yeah. Um, but got the call back the next day. What was, and I know, I feel like if I say the word Disney too much, they'll like find this and maybe come <laughs> after me because that's how I hear their people operate. Yeah. But what would... With as many details as you can give. Yeah. 
yeah. what was the audition day and callbacks like? Um, audition day um, was, I, I've talked about this before, so we won't say, well, they were looking for this stage performers um, for Mrs. Potts for Beauty and the Beast on the cruise line. And I was like, it's not a princess. I think I got a shot. Um, let's do it. But they didn't want a song by Disney. They wanted just a song to show your voice. I went in. I What'd you walked, sing? I, what did I sing? Hold on from Secret Garden. They hated it. Oh, oh. They hated it. I hated it. I, um, I'll tell you. I'm glad. They were like, I was messing up. It was, <laughs> y'all, I don't. He's truly on my side, like truly anyway, messed up. And they were like, okay, we don't, we don't like that anyway. I was the second, I was the second girl. So the, the first girl before the first woman before me was like, no, thank you. We'll call you. And, and I was like, oh my God, you know, I'm the second one messed up my first song. Um, they like, we hate it. Sing something else. And I sing gorgeous from the apple tree, which was my showcase song in my undergrad. And they're like, you're really fun. You're really funny. And I made a comment about like the cookie that the piano player had on her like stand. I was like, is this for me? It wasn't. She didn't think it was funny. I laughed. It killed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She was like, don't touch it. Uh, And then they're like, we'll see you tomorrow. They gave me like a piece of paper with a website on it. And then they wrote the tracks and the sides they wanted me to learn. However, they did not tell me where to go, but I was on such a high that sure. I got in the car. I'm like, I got it. I got the call back. I got it. I drive, drive all the home. way home. Yeah. And I'm like, where is the callback? <laughs> like where, where's the callback all day? I'm like looking my friends that I'm like in a show, I'm rehearsing tech for a show yeah, and you don't want to call and ask because they're going to be like, you idiot, it's on yeah. the website. And yeah, like, right, yes. it's, it's yeah. right here. And you're like, I'm going to find this. Luckily, yeah. friends, it's so important to be nice to the people in the room that you're auditioning with because I made friends with a woman and she was so very sweet and we were just chatting it up and having so much fun. I followed her on Instagram and I messaged I messaged her and she told me exactly where it was. Nice. Ah. Get to the, get the address, pray that my car again can do the trip to Burbank. It's still at Burbank. It's just a different location. The location seems like run down. It's all tinted windows. There isn't really a parking space. This doesn't feel like Disney. Yeah. You're like, this isn't fancy. But then you walk in and it's beautiful. There's everyone's so friendly. I walk in, uh, there are new faces in the room now. And now I know those faces to be very important faces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sing Tale as Old as Time. And if you know me as a performer, I <laughs> am so self-conscious about my belt. And I always think that when you see me in the room, I really have to belt. And so I'm singing Tale as Old as Time like I'm Celine Dion herself. And I need to make the wall shake. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I just need to sing this ballad <laughs> and they stop me and they're like, can you please sing it softer? And I'm thinking like, this is all going terrible. But I was like, 
you know what? I'm just going to sing it softer. And I sang it softer, super easy. They went, wonderful. That was beautiful. Great. Let's do these sides. Did these iconic scenes from Beauty and the Beast. Living my seven-year-old dream. Oh, um, it was really, really fun. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Um, you must control your temper. Um, and <laughs> I, <laughs> and they were like, "Great, we're gonna do a little dance call." And in my head, I'm like, "This said singer call." And not that I can't dance. Not that I can't move. I respect dancers classifying themselves as dancers, dancing since they were three, putting their behind their head sure. technique like working their butt off so for me to call myself a dancer I'm like absolutely yeah. not can I dance yes am sure. I a dancer <laughs> incorrect <laughs> can I do the hustle at your wedding you bet yes. yes yes I can but um so I was really nervous and I did it and I was awful the first time I don't <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't awful I did it and I was just messing up and I did it again and I messed up and I was dancing next to this young man who I'm sure was auditioning for Aladdin because he mm. sang a bunch of Aladdin songs. And I, he goes, do it one more time, please. And it was perfect. Oh, and it was fun. And it, I was like, I left and I was like, I don't know. I don't think so, but that was really fun. And what a wonderful lesson and on my way driving to LA Showcase, I got the job. Wow. So I arrived at Showcase like, I got the job. Wow. <laughs> um, showcase who? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was really, really cool. That was what a blessing. So, so many, <laughs> so, so much patience in the room for me. Mm. but if it's meant for you, it's for you. So, so had you ever been in any capacity, like at sea before that point, before your first day stepping on zero, zero, nothing. So tell me about like, uh, a day in the life of Um, Disney cruise line performer. Yeah. So did you have, let me ask a more specific question. Did you have several shows? Were you part of an ensemble or did you have like, these are your parts? Um, A little bit of both. Typically you, you go into the contract with like a few specifics, like you are this part, you know, I'm Kathy and a fantasy come true. And, and then other parts. And then they'll say, all the main stage performers are in all the main stage shows that uh, with the exception of the variety acts, the, um, the other shows that perform on that stage, but mm-hmm. the Disney cruise line main stage shows I'm in every one. Um, but you're either, you're a named, uh, a named character or mm-hmm. you're ensemble. Um, so it was a little bit of both. So you come okay. in the contract. I think most people come in the contract with at least one, you get one, um, name character. And then what they don't tell you is they have add-ons. So they have the pirate show and Royal court royalty, star Wars day at sea. So you have multiple on top of your main stage shows, add-ons, whether you're a primary or an understudy, you can have a max up to five understudies. So I was at my cap. So you have your primaries and then your five understudies that you need to have ready. Mm. And, you know, seven months at sea, 
you're going on. Yeah, so be point, ready. Yeah. Be yeah. ready. Yeah. But you, we have um, three months in Toronto. So three months in Toronto training because oh, we yeah. have performers from all over the world. And uh, Canada is the most welcoming place to bring everyone around the world in one space. Yeah. So that's good. So you didn't like walk up onto the dock not knowing anyone. <laughs> no, no. no. I mean, just you sail still away. Feel, they're like, get on the boat. You're go, you're Let's in. Go. It does feel that way though a little bit. Okay. But but they prepare you. It just that's just your feeling. Um, three months in Toronto, you learn all the shows in a in this um, the CDC building. Um, it's like this big broadcasting building in the basement. You rehearse you meet all these people there are multiple uh, ships that are rehearsing at the same time as you so you're just kind of like mm. popping around going to music rehearsal dance rehearsal staging running it, it chaos but yeah. like such, the dream the dream yeah like truly to see how like the business side of this yeah operate like wow they yeah. know they're their name for a reason, like truly to like find amazing people that are kind and like talented, get them in a room and let's just power through all of this. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. We're not That's doing check cool. off. Yeah. But. Yeah. yeah. You're kind of, I, I bet it's nice to have this kind of wider purpose of like, we're just here to make people happy. I don't have to give like. An Academy Award winning performance. No. But kids are like the best truth seekers. Yeah. Like if they don't like you, like you will hear it. Oh, yes. She's boring. You know, <laughs> <laughs> can we go get popcorn? You know, and you're like. <laughs> I, when we, we did um, Missoula Children's Theater. We did a tour with them one summer and I had a kid give me like a courtesy laugh and I was like, that was the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> like, dead silent. And one kid like, ha, ha, ha. I was like, ooh. <laughs> we got to know. We okay, gotta we're going to try something else. Thank <laughs> you for that feedback. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. But thank you for my pride and yours. Yes. We got a note on the theater door on the ship. Oh? From, um, a ch- what was his name? I cannot remember, but our staging captain, which is a, which is essentially like our acting captain, mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to read this to all of us now. <laughs> it was just like critiquing the Sultan and Princess Jasmine and Aladdin. Like, use your hands more, like engage your body. <laughs> like wrote it on lined paper. Like, with like, as someone who has seen the movie 16 times, let me tell you. Wow. <laughs> oh, but... Um, so anyway, three months in Toronto, Okay, you, uh, they fly you down for fittings and things like that and fly you back. It's truly like, I felt like such, um, like a, like a star. It was such a good experience. Yeah. To be like, I'm exhausted. This is exactly what I want to be doing. So you'll go in rehearsal, you'll leave, you'll get on a plane, go to Florida, do a fitting, fly back, jump right into rehearsal. It's like, this is the job. Wow. That you want the high life. Like, this is the high life. This is what I trained for. And now but I'm using is ex- it. I'm exhausted. But yeah. uh, so good. So much fun. Oh, my gosh. Like, things I can't that are Disney magic secrets that I can't share, but truly sure. amazing. And then um, you have 
what is known to be crossover week. So once you're done in Toronto, everyone gets on a plane. You spend about three, four days doing final fittings in Florida, but you get to explore the parks you for free. They put you in like a, the resort. It's amazing. They're giving you this beautiful, like last day on land <laughs> before crossover. It's really sweet. And then um, you get on the ship and you essentially block all your shows on the concrete stage with pyro. You get used to setting sail and it's the last two weeks of the previous cast. So during the day you're rehearsing on stage at night, you get to watch them do the show that evening. You probably are rehearsing till midnight, one in the morning, and then you do it again. And then um, once they finish up their last day of debark is your day to perform. Then you and then it doesn't stop. So you mm-hmm. once you're up, you're up. Um, which is like thinking about it now, that's terrifying still. But I think there's just no space to you literally don't have time to freak out. You don't. You can cry, but like you still have to get your mic on and go. Yeah. That's there's no there's no like you know. Yeah. But yeah, so it was just really really amazing the the ship was like at first you're learning what's the front of the ship the back of the ship and the minute you set sail really set sail that was rough that was a rough one for me I didn't know I was very sensitive to the sea yeah I was gonna say like emotionally or like I think all of it yeah I I would just like cry and like also feel like I want to puke constantly but like truly it takes a few days and then you really get accustomed to it. You yeah. do. Yeah, you do. Were you like wobbling when you got off? Really? <laughs> well, it. you don't wobble. You're just like. Sway. There's a stillness that happens where you don't move. And you're like, mm. I'm not moving anymore. Why am I not moving? What's happening? Yeah. Like, oh, the floor doesn't change heights every time I take a step. Or, ah, I can put on my shoes like standing on my leg. It's okay. I can shower without like holding on to the railing. <laughs> it's really it's I make it sound bad but it I mean yeah. you get used to it you get completely used to it 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 takes it I would say it took me like two weeks and then I would just get headaches I was like oh it's really rocky what was your room and board situation like um room and board for main stage performers is we were really really lucky um we get guest area privilege so we can eat with the guest. That's not a concrete rule. They can take that away. But um, mm-hmm. I had that when I was on board. I get my own cabin, which is like bless, with the most comfortable full-size bed I've ever slept on ever. Um, a TV with all Disney content, like a desk, a shower, a bathroom. You get a housekeeper um, that twice a week takes your trash out, makes your bed. Wow. I mean, you tip, obviously. Oh my God. Yes. They become your family and friends. Eventually you're just like doing things. You're like, don't make my room. Yeah. 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 Just take, just, I love you. Go. Here's it. I don't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Um, So spoiled, amazing, like, so blessed everyone amazing so free like room and board free you just they feed you they obviously have a crew it's called oceans but a crew cafeteria 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to eat in the guest area, at least for my contract, you could. You could. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think COVID happened at the end. So the yeah. crew could not intermingle with yeah. the guests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were stepping off and wrapping up your contract, like right as all this started to reach its height. My, what we call quarantine is like what I consider to see day. <laughs> like I haven't left to see day. Like you stay in your cabin, like you mm-hmm. don't go to crew, like guest area because they get priority because it's a sea day. This is all they have to do. Like you stay out of those areas. Got it. Wash your hands before you eat. Like we had to, it was like safety for Disney is their number one rule. So like yeah. cleanliness, like doing all these things, to, we had temperature checks. Like we had all these things in place. That so when sense. I got on land, it was like, wait, what? Yeah. It, still? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, oh, I can only like embark once a week. Right. I can only yeah, get what okay. I need. Yeah. Cool. Great. Huh. I okay. make light of this really terrible pandemic we're going through, but, but it was, it was, it's like, I didn't get the like lead up to this. I just got off the boat and I was right in the middle of this pandemic. That was happening. What was your last day? March 14th. Yeah, that's about it. Um, I was about to say, when did I get, yeah, that was like the 16th was when my boss came in and was like, you have to leave and I have to leave and we'll see ya. Um, oh God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so yeah. Did you have off days and what were those like? Um, you wouldn't have a full, I guess some people did, but, um, you would have chunks of time off. So you, you wouldn't have a formal day off. You would have chunks of time. So if you didn't have anything till the pirate show at nine thirty PM, your you day had was that your big day. chunk of time. Yeah. You, we still have to agree our Disney friends um, on the ship, Goofy, Mickey, Minnie, Daisy. So those are shifts that you have to do. Oh, okay. Um, yep. So the person in line that you You're say hi buddy. to. Yes, okay. I am. Yes. Um, but other than that, if that's your day, that's your day. So you get kind of chunks of time and you can go on the deck and read. You can work out. I was about to um, say, how much of it is like, Great. I'm on vacation. I'm on a cruise ship. And how much of it is like, I just want to go lay in bed and watch Disney plus that it's more, I just want to lay in bed and watch Disney plus. Yeah. Um, we don't have Disney plus though, but we, it's, it's like crew content, which is amazing. We have like at our fingertips, all these it's, we're very lucky. Um, and, and I'm lucky enough to where I have chunks of time that I can like watch a movie. There are a lot of people that work on this ship that do not have chunks of time. They share mm-hmm. a room. So like I say this with like the utmost privilege on this as a crew member on the Disney ship, truly. Um, so this sounds like a good way if you're an actor to build up a lot of money because you don't have a lot of expenses. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you come right out of school and do it, Maybe like you don't have rent, you're not paying for your food. True. You're wearing the same three outfits every week. Your Disney look outfit, like that's all you need. Um, I had so much debt that 
it is a positive, right? Like paying it off. But when you Mm -hmm. leave the boat, like the actual tangible money you have is limited. So, but I'm so thankful. You're absolutely right to -hmm. like get on the right footing and like get that credit score up, get those bank statements in the W-2s filed, yeah, pay stubs. Like it truly is, they treat you well. And you got to be smart though. Like if you're going to debark and go to Paradise Beach and just spend all your money on drinks, like you, it, it goes quick because there's, because you do, you want to like get clothes and make your little cabin a home and wear the most glamorous things, but you do not need that much. Yeah. Save it, save it, save it. Um, but no, it is, it's a good, it's a good gig. It's a really good gig. They treat you well. They do. So you're headed to New York next. Praise be, hopefully. Once you're yes. re- released from <laughs> whatever this is, quarantine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, was it always New York for you? I think it was. I'm really interested in what makes people choose one coast or another or a Chicago or whatever. I think for me at the end, I cannot remember who, what podcast Someone asked him this question. Was it a podcast or was it a post? I do not know. I just, the, the meat of it is what stuck with me. Mm-hmm. But it was, but live in the place where you love, like that you enjoy. If, if you love LA, live in LA. Because those miserable days, you still love where you live. And like, if you love Chicago, live in Chicago because those miserable days, like you're going to love this place. And so yeah. I think every time I've gone to New York, I always get really, really scared at first, but then I'm in it and I love it. Um, I like the pace. I like the people. I, I just like the energy for me, someone who gets so anxious, I just truly need to be thrown in the deep end and I probably will cry, but I need to like have an instant goal always. So for me, that like I'm physically walking, I'm physically cold. I physically have to transfer, you know, station to station. Like that works for me. I see that. As opposed to like sitting in my car in a straight shot, just like with my thoughts. (laughs) I'm good. I'm like, that sounds amazing. That's exactly how I work out my stuff. (laughs) Like I can't. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Cause I mean, your career at one point is going to disappoint you. Yes. So might as well be like, well, you know what? At least I love this city. Right. And I Even, love my house and the people around me. I think that's so important. And I love seasons. I think being in grad school in California, what an honor. I'd like to always be sunny, always be warm. But I just, I need I need fall and I need winter and I need like a gray rainy yeah. day. And I, and maybe I'm going to eat my words, you know, and in a year's time I'm going to be like, when there's a sun. blizzard this year. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, do you really like need seasons? But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. And I think going from three years in California to being on the Caribbean, I, I just need, can I see a crisp orange leaf? please. Can the wind feel like it's ripping my cheeks off? Like I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, you know, like a shot. I want to smile and my lips start to bleed because it's so cold. And I want to, I want to like, feel like, am I on fire or am I like 
frostbite. You know, like, I don't know. I like that feeling of suspense. I, 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 yeah. So I, I just also, it's like the little, like the little girl in me is like New York, right? You know? So yeah, I just, I think let's just go. Yeah. Make her happy. Yeah. I, that's awesome. Kaden, my classmate said that to me. Um, they were like, little, little me would be so happy right now. Yeah. Whenever they were like really disappointed or felt like they were in like yeah, like if you like let your little self in on these like secrets about your life, they'd be like, oh, oh my gosh, there was a moment exactly what I want on the on the ship where um I was watching Frozen, and I was just like, little Anika would, what? Yeah, are you kidding? I get to see Mickey Mouse every day. Like yeah what like you're trying to have a bad mood you you want to be in a bad mood if like you see like, yeah, yeah, yeah and you're like really so well, especially like I remember feeling this way like being in LA with LA people and being like this was such a far away idea for me like being from a literal farm in Texas like where I grew up uh-huh. This is, I was like, I can't believe some people just grow up here and they're like, yeah, I'll probably be in the industry, like in some capacity. I'm like, this is so far fetched for me to, to go to New York or to go to Los Angeles and like do some of this stuff. Yeah. And you gotta yeah. like do it even if you hate it. Yeah. That's, that's what everyone says to me. I'm like, do you love New York? <laughs> people are like, mm. You're not it's right. To. It's, I don't know. It's so loaded, and you're like, <laughs> "Yes, I love it, but I hate it." You know. Yeah. So, and it hates me, and we <laughs> love to hate each other. It's very unhealthy, but yeah, I don't know. I'm. It's stressful. It's stressful finding an apartment, especially during this pandemic, and but also like at least I'm healthy and safe. To that I have petty little things I have to worry about, but. It still does make it hard, right? To just yeah. like, I would love to not live out of my suitcase still, but I know yeah. at least I don't feel alone because I think a lot of people are living out of their suitcases right now. So at least there's weird like camaraderie in my solitude. So, so when you show up to New York, oh God, fingers crossed. Yes. Two to three weeks from now. Yeah. <laughs> It just threw up a little. That's ambitious. Yeah. Um, but when you show up, do you, I mean, oh, I hate to be the person that's like, what's next? Because that's kind of an unfair question for actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what's your plan? What are your goals? Okay. Plan. Get there. Unpack. Settle down. Mm-hmm. Steps. Reach out to all the people that I need to reach out to. Yeah. You know, the, the agents that said, call, call me, me when you get back, call yeah. me when you get in the city, um, reach out to friends and say, Hey, I'm in the city looking for a job. Can I cash in on those job yeah. jobs? You know, he'd put in a good word for me. Yeah. Um, but also it's, it's like a trying time. So it's like, no one's looking for work right now. So it's truly, wow. truly, it, those are the dogs. Um, and then the goal is like 
to get an agent and like pound the pavement and have a nice day job and do the thing, do the actor thing. Yeah. The actor thing in an apartment that I love with a roommate who I adore. And like, yeah, that's, that's the goal. I don't know. Living in a nineties rom-com like. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. Like you're just, you're a really great person and you're a great friend and I feel like I say this all the time, but like, I'm just so excited for you and like your next chapter and where can people like keep up with you and watch you thrive and flourish? Instagram, A-N-I-C-A underscore Z-I-G-A-N-A, Zigana. And I'm going to have a website coming soon, but if you follow me on Instagram, I will advertise it my website on my Instagram and please cool. follow, like, look, contact, click, look at all the photos. Look at what I'm doing now. Like me. See, you'll see on Instagram if I actually found an apartment in New York or if I'm still in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. Insta That's Facebook. awesome. Yes. It was, it was nice catching up with you. I, I miss you very much. I miss you. And we'll talk soon. Yes, we will. Have a okay. wonderful evening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I wanted to let you know really quick that Voyage Dallas recently featured our podcast on their website. It was so much fun to share our story with them. If you head over to our Instagram account, it's at Arts District Pod. Click the link in the bio. You can read the article for yourself and tell us what you think. All right, everybody, stay safe. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye.